Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today. This is the third Sunday in the spring quarter of 2023, Unit 1, Call from the Margins of Society. We thank you all for being here with us this morning. This will be lesson number three on the third Sunday in March, March the 19th, 2023. Our devotional reading will come out of Isaiah, the 44th chapter, verses 1 through 8. Our background scripture will come out of John, the 4th chapter, verses 1 through 12. Our print passage will come out of John, the 4th chapter, uh, 7 through the 15th verse, uh, 28 to 30, and 39 through 40. First verse. Um, as we move the microphones around here. Uh, the big subject is different, but the same. Different, but the same. Different, but the same. Uh, what is the aim of the lesson? The aim of this lesson, the aim of this lesson is to... Uh, as a result of experience in this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things. Compare and contrast social barriers in Jesus' time to the barriers that exist in the church today. Um, confess that there are tendencies to show differences to hinder relationships. And other offer hospitality to someone who is different from themselves, who is different, who is different than themselves. Key terms for today, uh, association, uh, to use together within have, dealing with, associated with, uh, disciples, a learner, a pupil, gift, a free gift, a gift without Repayment, free give. Uh, give, to put, to place, to offer, to allow, to grant. Uh, living, to live, experience. God's gift of life is alive. And last but not least, water. Water of the water in a river. The difference is but the same. That's a very good lesson. We hope you're ready for it and you got your Bible turned to the print for today, which is going to be coming out of John. John, the fourth chapter, verses 7 through 15. Verse 39 through the 21st verse. Right. As we move around here in the studio, here we go. Why does it matter? Why does this lesson matter? Why does this lesson matter? Okay. We want you to make sure that you are following us here as best you possibly can here on the lesson. But why does this lesson? People create barriers that can hinder relationships. What can be done to eliminate these barriers? Jesus was able to break the relationship barrier with the Samaritan woman, offering her living water, leading to eternal life. The lesson in focus. During historical history, humanity learned to erect barriers to protect themselves from hostile forces. To protect themselves from hostile forces. And often violated themselves and isolated, they often isolated themselves from the influence of outside the Great Wall of China, for example. However, reasons led to success, military strategies and weapons were uh, developed to break down uh, overrun walls, no matter their height or strength. Unfortunately, erecting barriers are not limited to physical defense purposes. Humanity living close to others created barriers, isolating, oppressing, and marginalizing groups even within similar cultures even within similar, similar cultures. Humanity living close to others erected barriers, isolating, oppressing, and marginalizing groups even within their similar cultures. 
humanity inherent fallen nature methodically and purposely lead to various overt and covert societal barriers that in 2023. The adverse, the adverse effect of racism, system racism, systematic discrimination, institutionalized segregation, uh, religious prejudice, and racial profiling still plague this nation and world. The victims, ethnic minorities, women's children, and social outcasts experience uh, uh, outright racism, violent crimes against them, rejection, disfranchisement, and regrettable, there are those among the faith community guilty of perpetuating uh, social barriers that marginalize the very group needing to experience salvation and Jesus' love toward others. John's account of Jesus' encounter with a Samaritan woman provides an example to emulate uh, breaching those kinds of barriers to reach the outcasts of society with the good news of the gospel. With the good news of the gospel. All right. We are closing in on the week that is uh, mostly reminding us of Jesus Christ as a uh, crucifixion and uh, how they uh, um, did Jesus uh, because of they, what they didn't like about him and his word that he was bringing. So the lesson is leading strongly in that direction. And you should be aware of that in your situation and what you're dealing with in this world today. All right, let us go ahead. John's gospel is unique among the other three accounts because it contains a precise statement and its purpose. But those who have been, but those have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that the believers, you may have a life in his name. Jesus Christ, like Jesus Christ. John, the 20th chapter, the 31st verse, thus John objected was apologetic, systematically defending biblical doctrines, and evangelists seeking to, seeking to win converts to Christ. Apologetically, John sought to prove that Jesus is the Christ of the Son of God, promised Messiah, the Savior and of the world. That's in John, the first chapter, verses 41, uh, John 4, 25, and 26, and verses 42. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, lies in your Savior. Evangelistically, this objective was to emphasize that those who believe in Jesus, those who believe in Jesus, receive eternal life. You can see that in John, the third chapter, verse 15. These purposes were achieved in Jesus' encounter with Nicodemus. You can see that in John, the third chapter, 1 through 21. And remember that about him saying, how can you enter into your, uh, your mother's womb and uh, become, yeah, all those things like that. But he was speaking of spiritual, spiritual, spiritual rebirth. All right. And a Samaritan woman, you can see that in John 4, 1 and 42, it says, this, speaking of spiritual thing, of this water, the spiritual, the, um, the, the, the Holy Spirit water is what he was talking about. Often the focus of Jesus meeting with a Samaritan woman in her conversion, he was speaking, focusing about living waters or the spiritual waters. However, it is Jesus' revelation to, of himself to an unlikely outcast, non-Jew as a Messiah, that is the central truth of the passage. Somebody different than you. Jews and Gentiles. Jews didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans or Gentiles, anybody. Jews, Jewish was a, a selfish uh, uh, people who believe themselves to be better, better than others. That's, that's, a, that's, 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 that's a powerful thing to you to think about, that you are somehow better than others. But God says, different. We be different, but we all the same. And that same that contents us and makes us all the same is sin. 
We're born and conceived in, in sin. That's why we are all the same. Sinners. If you say you are sin, you have not sinned, you're a liar. All right. He ministering indicates the she accepted him as both Lord and Savior. Uh, however, it is Jesus' revelation of himself to an unlikely outcast of a non-Jew. That was the powerful thing there. All right, let us go ahead. His love for humanity is not limited by and transcends all social barriers. Ethnicity, race, social status, moral conditions, religious traditions. Christ's actions toward this outcast from society rebuked the hyper-religious crowd who consistently rejected him while sending resounding messages. Sending resounding messages of his love does not discriminate among those needing the gift of eternal life. Love. Jesus' love did not discriminate against those who needed eternal life. All right, why did Jesus need to go through Samaria? He needed to go through Samaria to break down some barriers. He's talking to that Samaritan woman at the well. What was Jesus' purpose? His encounter with the woman by asking for a drink of water was to get the woman to give him a drink of water and then be engaged into a conversation concerning the Holy Spirit, the spiritual waters of eternal life, the water that you would never need to be thirsty again. It would continually fulfill you. What did the woman's initial response reveal about the systematic prejudice separating Jews and Samaritans? It reveals, just like in our time, the situation where human beings make differences between each other, such as the ongoing, still present situation in the city of Beatrizano, black and whites. Blacks and whites do not attend. Black people and white people don't attend the same church. They may have the same name, but they don't go to the same church. You don't see people uh, downtown coming up uptown here and going to Morning Star and Reverend Reginald, you may see one or two, but on the whole, most of them stay to themselves. The same thing in Tonto Spring, Riley Cross, and Mac William, wherever you see churches at Monroeville, in Mower, there's a little uh, a little sense of some whites attending and blacks attending churches together. But on the whole, majority of us do not do it. Why? Why is that? We serve in the same God, we pray into the same God, and we talk about the same God on Facebook and different places we interact. But why we don't go to church together? Why don't we attend and worship Christ, who we say we love and that loves us? But we can't get past sitting next to us talking to somebody with a different color skin. Why is that in 2023? All right. What does Jesus keep why does Jesus keep the focus on the gift of God he's offered? Now, the real gift of God, the Holy Spirit in you, dwelling in you, guiding you, that's the real deal. He, want, he wants to focus, so he wants to get away from that skin color stuff. All right. Whose witnesses to the other Samaritans was more significant? The woman of Christ. Why? Whose witnesses to the other Samaritans was more significant, the woman or Christ? Why? Because that woman went back and told those other Samaritans, I met a man that told me about everything I have done. That got their attention. The woman was more significant in her witnessing to her fellow Samaritans than Jesus Christ witnesses to the Samaritan woman who went and told her fellow Samaritan. All right. Insights. The key verse for those lessons emphasizes the importance and potential effectiveness of believers' personal testimonies, the impact of Jesus' profound knowledge of the Samaritan woman, past and present. Reputation forced her to acknowledge her current spiritual condition and the need for the gift. As a result, she was to share her decision. 
verses 28 through 29. The details she shared about her meeting with this unusual stranger and his supernatural knowledge of her convinced many of them to believe in him because of her testimony. You can see that in verse number 29. Because of what she said to them. Although it was Jesus' words that finally convinced the Samaritan to acknowledge him as the world savior, her testimony paved the way. Her testimony paved the way for an entire village of non-Jews to receive salvation. As believers, we should refuse to underestimate the power of our testimonies. The power of our testimony. Tell others. Tell others what God has done for you. Tell them what God has done for you. Uh, the more of us that come forward and express how God intervened and changed our lives, the more people will come to realize that he is real and will desire to know him for themselves. Tell others what God has done for you. Speak of his awesome power and what he has done in your life. Tell others what God, what God, tell others, tell others what God has done for you. All right, he is real and will desire to know him. They will realize that Jesus Christ, God is real and will desire to know for him for themselves. All right, as testimony does not, a testimony does not have to be as dramatic as the Samaritan woman as long as it's highlights a change life God's love, grace, and mercy. It has some key elements. Picks God's grace and mercy and love. That's what is key in that. And the change life, how it changed your life. Testimonies that include God's goodness and source of courage and honesty about mistakes made in the past. We, as human beings, have made mistakes in the past. We all have. Additionally, our testimony about how God has worked in our past makes us living resources, make you a living resource for bringing people to Christ and leading people to Christ and getting people convinced that I need to know who this man is that he is talking about. Finally, our testimony glorifies God and portrays him as a greater than any other experience in oppressive social barrier. Powerful words indeed. Now here's a quick exploration for you. You may choose to begin this lesson by identifying the culture and religious obstacle that stood between Jesus and Samaritan women like intentionally encounters at the at the Sinkar. What was those situations? Jews just did not have nothing to do with Gentile or the, or the Samaritan. They were just, whoa, no way would they interact with each other. Does that remind you of the old black and white situation in this country? Or the, the old relationship between uh, uh, Indians and, and Anglos and whites? Or the relationship between whites and Irish and uh, other people? especially the, the uh, blacks and whites in Africa, apartheid and the stuff that uh, all happened in Africa and how they was treating each other, how they hung and, and they did all kinds of stuff to black folks here in this country in the early days and how they shared pictures of hanging and, 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 and showed death of, of black people hanging and burning. Does that remind you of anything? Does that remind you of our past? It should. Uh, the list society barriers now that oppress and marginalize uh, Pacific groups of people and compare that the two lists and, su and suggest practical biblical solutions to addressing them as a faith community member. Finally, commit to implementing one or more of your suggestions, strategies to breach and target barriers. What is taking place now in government? Man, it appears that the two parties that we've been all hooked up and, and hanging our hats on are going at each other constantly about this and about that. 
people don't say nothing about it, but you better believe it's on their minds. What is taking place in this good old country we call America? Some of them said, back with America again. Was it great when doing the things that he was doing to each other? Was it, hey, what is taking place? All right. Different, but the same. Different, but the same. That is our subject for today. Different, but the same. How about that? Uh, um, uh, let me move over here. I want to bring up another uh, uh, caption right quick. Uh, let's see here. All right. Let's go to this caption right here. This one has the key verse in it. And that key verse says, a, uh, John, the fourth chapter, the 39th verse. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I did. And then verse 40 says, So when the Samaritan came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. See how dramatic that experience with uh, Jesus at the well with that Samaritan woman asking her for a drink of water. All right, let us go to the outline for the first uh, um, outline for today. Um, this commentary comes out of John, the fourth chapter, verses seven through nine. John, the fourth chapter, verses seven through nine. Here we go. Thou cometh a woman of Samaritan to draw water. Jesus says unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were going away unto the city to buy meat. That was the first verse, verses 7 and verses 8. All right, now verse 9. Then said the woman of Samaritan unto him, How is it, how is it that thou being a Jew, askest to drink of me, which am a woman, first you said because of a woman, Y'all remember our past in the past when it comes to women in this country and the relationship of men and women. Women didn't do such things. Women this, women that, da, 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 da. But then she says, first as a woman and last as a Samaritan. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritan. The Jews have no dealing with the Samaritan. How about that? You don't have no dealing with no Samaritan. What do you, what do you, what, what's going on here? Huh? What is going on here? The Samaritan woman said to you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. I am a black, and you are white. What are we doing talking to you? You ain't supposed to be talking to me. You, you supposed to get off the sidewalk when I go, yeah. Going back a little back in the past. What's the big difference here? What's going on here? You ain't got no business talking to me. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews, we're Samaritan. I say with no Indians. I don't say with no with no Africans. What are you talking about? Ah, uh, all right. Jesus left. Let's go. Let's go on. Let's go on in the, in this outline. Let's look at this outline here. Jesus left Judea for for Galilee by way of Samaritan. For two specific reasons. Two specific reasons. The point. For two specific reasons. You can see John 4, 1 through 4. First one was this. The Pharisees attempted to instigate competition between Jesus and John the Baptist. All right. Between Jesus and John the Baptist. You know John the Baptist now. They were kin. Remember, they were kin through the Holy Spirit. Remember when them two women wept? The Holy Spirit had them babies leaping in the, in the womb. John the Baptist, you know who John the Baptist was? John said, prepare ye the way for Jesus Christ to come. That is coming. They knew each other through the Holy Spirit. And John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus Christ to come. All right, now second, his chosen route through Samaria was to Divine design. It was a divine design. God's plan was in it to break down some barriers between people. God has a plan today that is still in play 
that break down barriers between blacks and whites, Indians and, and whites, and all the other people that's in the world, Irish and Jews, uh, of different nationalities. This is the third all Sunday. God has in the spring quarter 2023, unit one because he will call from the margins of society with his fathers. We will. thank you all for That's being here God with us this morning. That's what this should be lesson number three. Break these barriers. The third down. Sunday in March, the fourth to nineteenth, twenty twenty-three, and our devotional reading will come out of Isaiah to receive salvation. The forty-fourth chapter, verses one through eight. Our background scripture will come out of John. Right. The fourth the chapter, mission, verses 1 through 12. Was seeking to save the front passage which come out of John. Society. The fourth chapter, God is uh, seven no fifteenth verse. God says so uh, in Scripture. 28 to 38. Down the 39 to 40. Marginalized. First verse. What are some of the social uh, barriers that marginalized in the today? All right. While at Jacob's well, uh, weary and thirsty. The big subject is different, but Samaria. the same. The different convert came to same. draw water from different, you can see that in verse same. six and seven from the well. He initiated uh, this. What is the, the aim of the lesson? The question that she give him. The aim of this lesson. Drink of water. The aim of this Paral lesson. Rock. Is to, uh, as a result of experiencing this lesson, to participate should be able to do these things. Compare and contrast. Social barriers in Jesus' time tell us the barriers Jesus was that exist have gone in the church today. There's no is interesting uh, because it confess that on the woman there are tendencies to show differences to hinder relationship requests. And other offer hospitality to someone who is different you from themselves. Look at who this. is different refusing to use the same utensil. What about when we went back in the 40s and 50s and the water fountains were there for folks to drink? You flip on the water, water comes up and touches your lips. You don't go down and put your mouth on the sprick in which the water is coming out. Some did do that, though. But the water was coming out and touched your lips. If you were caught drinking out of the spricket, a fountain that white folk drank out of, you don't doubt you could be hung right there in the street and drug off and, and hang from a tree for doing that. He initiated this life-changing consumer question that give him a drink of water. Man, this note is interesting because it says lights on a woman initial response to Christ's request. In this contract, <coughs> there's no themselves. dealing with Samaritans. He turns for today. To use the same uh, utensil association they, they did to prevent ceremonial uncleanness. Mm, you be ceremonial unclean because you drank out of the same fountain that a black person or a white person drank from. They had theirs and you had yours. Look at that. Apparently Jews made a distinction between accepting food from Samaritan and buying food from them. Nonetheless, the woman was astonished at his request. You can see that in verse 9. She was absolutely astonished at that. He was a Jewish male, and it's culture inappropriately for men to convert with women in public. Inadvertently to convert and talk to women in public. You get married to one at your house, you can talk and go on all you want to. But out in public, a man and a woman better not be talking to each other. Man, oh man, what a culture. Is it changed today? Is it some of the same stuff going on today? Yes, it is, my brothers and sisters. All right. Uh, nonetheless, that woman was astonished. All right. Also, being a Jew, why would he, why would he want to drink from a, 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 from a, a Samaritan water's pop? And, and defiled himself. Lastly, she was was a hated Samaritan in the eyes of all Jews. Jesus established a protocol for living to follow in this encounter. Jesus was changing some things, and he wanted some things changed because he was following the will of his Father. He intentionally, he intentionally went to those needing salvation, despite 
uh, uh, where they had been. He did not allow existing prejudices to prevent ministering to those considered outcasts by preventing ministering by certain society. Are you doing that today? Are you doing that to intentionally break down barriers which people have erected to keep us apart from interacting, from interacting with Christ together, praying together, greeting each other in different places and in that churches like you normally do with your own people, your own skin and associated in your own culture. Culture barriers just need to come down. They are going to come down and they are coming down gradually, but it takes you and I as believers in Christ to bring those barriers down. That is the will of the Father, Jesus Christ, God Almighty, our Father. In remember his Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what will give you the encouragement and the wisdom to do that? The knowledge of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows how to do it as well. He did not allow existing prejudice to prevent ministering to those considered outcasts by society and in the minds of the religious communities. Here's another thing. There's a lot of prejudice in the religious community. The faith community, they say. As multiple opportunities to follow. His example in a world saturated with society barriers, saturated with society barriers that deny, hinder, and restrict others' rights to equitable equality and sadly access the message of salvation. Look at that. Powerful words indeed. What are the social barriers preventing or hindering people witnessing to the outcasts of society in your community? How are they overcome? By you going through Christ in the Holy Spirit and speaking and talking to them, crossing barriers. All right. What about simply uh, the clothes that you wear and, and where you go and how you look? Would you expect to see um, a person come up in the church with uh, uh, old black hat on and old clothes and everything looking all raggedy and whatever and walking up in the church? What do you think would happen to them? What do you think the ushers would do with them? Would you usher bring them up to the front and sit them on the front row in front of the pastor? Or would they take them back to the back of the church and sit them in the last seat? What would the usher do today? Huh? If he come in there all smelling and stinking and stuff like that. Is that a social barrier? Is that something that prevents you from hearing or understanding what that is going through out there in the street? Feel dirty? What do you think would happen? Huh? Uh, while we are focused on small things, God is often at work to accomplish something bigger than we can imagine. That's what he was doing when he was talking to that Samaritan woman, breaking down the barriers between the Jews and the Samaritan. All right. Have you ever walked into a huge opportunity of blessing that started with casual Unexpected conversation. Yeah. Have you ever been in that situation? All right. Let's go to the next outline. John, the fourth chapter, verses 10 through 15. John, the fourth chapter, verses 10 through 15. All right, here we go. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, who is is that said to thee? He's talking about himself now. You knew the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ, me. Gift to you, okay? Jesus answered and said unto him, If thou knowest the gift of God, the gift of God to humanity is who? Jesus Christ. And who it is that says to thee, who's talking to you now? Give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living waters. If you knew who I was, you would have asked me for living waters, the Holy Spirit. 
bless me. Give me the Holy Spirit that I may be able to dwell with and deal with all of this stuff in this society and in this world today. All right. Jesus is telling the woman, if you knew who I was, you'd ask for those things. All right. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep from whence thee hast thou the living water. All right. She was thinking about really wet water, like water in the river, what I'm talking about. But she's not thinking about the Holy Spirit, which Jesus Christ is talking about, the Holy Spirit water. All right. Art thou greater than our father Jacob's? This is the Samaritan woman still talking to Jesus. Art thou greater than father, our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? All right. Jesus then said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. He's talking about physical water, <clears throat> like the water run in the river or run out of the foxes. You're going to be drinking that water again. You're going to be thirsty again. You get thirsty, you're going to want more. But not this water that I'm offering you, the Holy Spirit water. This will quench your thirst forever. All right? You will need to be ranging and running back and forth, getting to no more. Jesus said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. All right? But guess what? But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit, guys. Look at that. All right. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water, and I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. See, she is not, she's comprehending, but she's not comprehending. All right? Even though she is be filled with the Holy Spirit for eternal life and well that will continue to restore her and give her the wisdom and knowledge to do the things that she needs to do, guess what? She still is not comprehending the strength of that water, the Holy Spirit, which Jesus Christ is talking about. All right. All right. She says that she won't be coming in again, but she's thinking about the physical water. But Jesus is talking about the spiritual water. Okay. Now, look, here's that woman said. The woman says to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. You see that? She is thinking different, but she is not realizing what she is saying, all right, in respect to the water in which God, Jesus Christ, is going to be giving her, the Holy Spirit water. Jesus respectfully ignored the woman's first response, see, then having arrested her attention and picked her curiosity he used it to share the truth about living waters, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Living waters, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Instead, Jesus pointed out that these areas of her present spiritual blindness, his true identity, what he had to offer and how she would receive it. You see that in verse number 10. You can see that in verse number 10. Jesus said unto her, if thou knowest the gift of God, talking about himself, Thinking Jesus meant running or flowing water from the underground spring feeding the well, she failed to understand what he offered her. And then verses 11 and 12. First, she reminded him that he had nothing to draw with and that the well was very deep. Second, the woman wanted to know if Jesus considered himself to be greater than the builder of the well, Jacob their ancestral father who gave them the well and used it himself in response, Jesus moved her closer to the correct, her correct lack of spiritual insight and her need for the water. What about your condition? Do you lack spiritual insight to continue to grow and handle the situation that is taking place in your life every day? If you know Jesus Christ and you know the Holy Spirit, you know that there's 
pain does not go on for things change. God changes. God also changes to do anything. Change people, change lives, change situations, change cities, change people. God can change things. Only God can. If you live in the world, you can be dwelling and be haunted by it. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Y'all don't do that. This, that, that, that. But if the Holy Spirit, all those things go away. They may be still there with the sudden high of the ear. You'll notice the sound of a hum of a fan running. When you're paying a person to the fan, you can hear the fan. But after a while, you get busy doing the thing that you do. You don't even pay the, pain, the, the fan no attention. You don't even hear it anymore. But here we go. In response, Jesus moved to closer to correct her lack of spiritual insight and her need for water. He offered freely, this in verses 13 and 14, he began to inform her that the water she came to draw was only temporary satisfy her thirst. Is her her spirit physical thirst indicating her need to return to to draw water continuously over and over. That's the way the world does. Contrasting the water he offered would perpetually satisfy her need and desire and produce an internal spring of life, giving water well welling up, initially jumping up into everlasting life. Use he used this this vivid metaphor for the Holy Spirit <clears throat> ministry. Uh, and <clears throat> in other words, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit within her would continually be coming up. And first initially jumping up as it started, but then it would continually replenish her spiritually and her knowledge and her walk and how to deal with the situations here on this earth and, and dealing with her uh, fellow Samaritans and other women and other things in the world. It give her answers to the questions that she needs. How do she, she maybe uh, may not have money to buy food today, but eventually with knowing Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, God will provide food for and provide money for it that she can get food and things like that. And the Holy Spirit will continually give her wisdom and knowledge of how to deal with the situation here on the earth. All right? Because the Holy Spirit is not of this world. The Holy Spirit is from Jesus Christ, from God, the Father out of heaven. A different realm entirely. Living in the world, but not of the world. Living in the world, but being guided by the Holy Spirit coming from God. An awesome power to have here on earth. Gives you the courage to get beat over the head and get almost shot and killed and still live. Still tell people about what God is doing. It gives you the power like they did back in the days in the 40s and the 50s that the white folks would hang you and hung you and, and did all kinds of things to you, but you would still have the courage to tell others that Jesus Christ has a better way of life and that you can make it here in spite of what your white brothers and sisters are doing to you, in spite of what you saw the Indians have done to them, in spite of what the Jews have done to them by the people in, in Germany. You can overcome all of that. The Holy Spirit will give you that power here with your brothers, even though they have a knife at your throat and a knife at your back and a knife at your side all around you. Even though they desire you a job, even though they desire your children to go to college and get a degree, even though they, God can still make a way for you. That is awesome power to have. And it's called the Holy Spirit. It's the love of Jesus, the love of God in your heart. That is some awesome power. The Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus is telling this woman that she has the opportunity to receive. All right. Uh, Jesus used this vivid metaphor for the Holy Spirit ministry in the lives of those who believe in him. You must believe in Jesus Christ. You must believe. You can't have it without faith in Jesus Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. Faith, trust, and love Jesus Christ. He will take care of you. He will find a way, even though it's difficult and you can't see it. But guess what? You can find a way. The abiding presence of the Holy Spirit can cause the believer to never thirst. That is, to maintain an internal relationship with the Father and the Son. Still the woman could not understand or was not at the point of understanding what Jesus meant when she expressed an interest and what he offered. You can see that in verse 15. Am I right? She was not fully aware. In other words, she was 
spiritually uh, not up to par so for his understanding what Jesus Christ was offering her. How about you in your life today? Are you spiritually uh, lacking so that you can't understand what Jesus is offering you today through the Holy Spirit? It is possible. You could have a glimpse of it, but you need to fully understand who Jesus Christ is and what he can do for you in your life and for your family and your loved ones and what you do in this world today. However, her fraud interest paved the way for Jesus to get to her heart of her spiritual blindness, reveal to her for salvation and reveal himself as the Messiah. You can see that in verses 16 through 26. Jesus, one-on-one, approach to evangelizing his Samaritan woman teaches us the importance of meeting people. Jesus evangelizing with the Samaritan woman teaches us personally the important point and opportunity to meet their needs for salvation. Meet other people that are marginalized in your society. Who are these people that are marginalized in society? People that you don't associate with, people that you don't talk to, people that you should for that you will go across the side of salt when they come down, they're doing this or that or whatever. Excuse, <coughs> excuse me. But God has a plan. He has a plan through the Holy Spirit for you to cut through those things. You won't be afraid to do it. But with the Holy Spirit, he will show you the way, how to do it. Hence, his unique evangelistic style also suggests that the focus must remain gospel-centric, spiritually, must be central, focus on the gospel truth, the truth. That is, it must center every counter on him, his message, and his mission. Focus it on Jesus Christ. Don't focus it on you. Don't focus it on the clothes you wear. Don't focus it on what you look like. Let it focus on God's word, Jesus Christ what he means, his love. Focus it on Jesus and you'll be able to cut through those barriers. Why is it essential for, for any lost sinner to acknowledge his sin? It's the first step to correction. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. Remember in the earlier in the opening minutes of the discussion today, we're all sinners. We're all contaminated with the virus of sin. The deadly killer, sin, the wedges of sin is D-E-A-T-S, death, D-E-A-T-H, death. All right. We were born and conceived in sin. And who brought that into the world? Satan did it years ago. You know how he did it, right? In the Garden of Eve with Adam and Eve. Therefore, we all got it. And we all are sinners. And we say we haven't sinned. We are a liar. God's word says so. All right. All right. A brief review of the question statement posed in the previous section. All right. How did we all become sinners? I just explained it to you. Through Satan, the deceiver, the lie, through Adam and Eve. That's how we got contaminated with the sin the death of sin, sin of death. Sin is death. We all got it. All right. All right, let's go to the next outline. This is John, the fourth chapter, verses 28 through 30 and 39 through 41. This will be our last outline. Let's go to John, the fourth chapter, verses 28 through 30, then 39 through 41. Here we go, God. 28. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men. She went and told the other men. Guess what? She broke down a barrier that normally wasn't being adhered to by her anyway because of her profession. All right. She spoke to the men out on the street. She spoke to men wherever. She was engaging with men all the time, so she didn't pay that no attention. She went and she said, come see a man which the thing that did, Mr. Christ. 
Wow, come see a man that told me everything I ever did. Then he said, to him, is this not the Christ? Jesus Christ? Man. You make them mad, them question them, say, is this? Yeah. Now, what did she say? Look at verse 39 and 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified. He told me all I had ever did. That would get your attention. Somebody tell you something every year. Even, even you, even you today. Somebody should tell you everything you ever did. Jesus Christ can tell you everything you ever did. Yes, he can. Wouldn't that get your attention? And the other folks' attention? It sure got those other Samaritans' attention. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he should tarry with them and abode with them two days. Stay with him a while. All right? 41 says, and many more believers because of his own word. Many more believe because of the words that that woman told me. Many more believe. And more of them came. All right? And because of his words, many more became believers. Because of the words that that woman said to those other men, many more Samaritans became believers. Believers in Christ. All right. Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman concludes with her eagerly sharing her experiences with her village and 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 um and and telling them about it. Why she left her water pot is open to conjecture. However, it is vital that her encounter supplied courage to disregard cultural taboo. Remember what I said before when I was talking to men out in the public? Society barriers her name to invite the men of her village to come to see the stranger who supernaturally revealed every detail of her personal life. However, because she was deeply impressed with Jesus' knowledge of her life and the revelation that he was the Messiah, she breached the barrier to bring others to him. She broke down that barrier that prevented others from coming to him because of what they did and what she did. She as a prostitute had the courage to just go with the Holy Spirit in her, cutting through all of that stuff that had been preventing her from doing things before. He was indeed the promised Messiah. The effects of her witnesses were that many uh, came and believed based on her testimony. The effect of it, many came because of testimony. Their response enhanced and of believers share what God has done in their lives. Why it's important to tell what God has done in your lives. Not all conversation experiences are the Damascus Road type, and some may have that testimony will not be compelling enough. However, one sharing his or her encounter with Christ, as she did, is a powerful resource leading others. It is very important that you experience what you experience with Jesus Christ in your life be shared to others. It will break down barriers because the power of the Holy Spirit is just that powerful. And knowing Jesus Christ is just that Jesus Christ. There's power even in the name of Jesus Christ. Amongst the Americans who came to see Jesus at her request, many were impressed with him, invited him to stay in their town and believe Jesus' words for themselves. You can see that in verses 40 and 41. Unbelievers, whether outcasts or, or the elite, may be different, but they are all the same regarding needing to living waters that Jesus has to offer. Different but the same, we all need Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, in our lives. We all need to be saved because we are all sinners on our way to hell. We all need to be saved. All right. <clears throat> Therefore, believers must recognize the importance of seeing him for themselves, seeing Jesus Christ for yourself. Then, like the Samaritan woman, they will be motivated to witness effectively to all encounters and all that they encounter. All right. A couple of adult questions for you. 
All right. Uh, what gender ethics, social, economic barriers often witnesses to others today? How can some of these barriers be removed? Some of them can be removed through the Holy Spirit and believing in Jesus Christ and focusing on Jesus Christ. Stop focusing on your condition when you go out to witness. Focus on Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit that is within you. All right? Samaritan woman had curiosity, enthusiasm, eager ego faith, biblical knowledge, and other disqualities that made her ideal for uh, drawing a Samaritan crowd to know Jesus. Without, without her, what different might have had faced when ministering to Samaritans? God used this lady. I don't know what would have been the outcome if it perhaps it took taken longer for some to, to break down those barriers that prevented Samaritans and Jews from relating to each other and talking to each other. Just like it is taken today in this world, today in 2023. Just like Beatrice and Tom right across Blacks and white don't interact with each other, but some do. It's still taking place today, but it can be done through the Holy Spirit. All right. What are the outcasts in your community? You know of some people that are in your community that you don't associate with? Huh? You know some. Samaritan women, as like they identified ways to affirm me. You know of people that you don't associate with right today? That's some people that teachers don't associate with. That's some people that uh, police don't associate with. You think police should be hanging out every day at the drug dealer's house, sitting down and having coffee and talking to you? That policeman pretty soon get in trouble with his other policeman then. What about the big drug dealer? Look at the cartels. All this stuff is going on on the Mexican border. What about that? What's taking place there? Where is the, where is the, where is the, the force of Jesus Christ in that? Where can the power of God be used in that situation? Because a human, human, and we set up barriers and divisions and things that we don't cross. That's just like us. All right. Let's take a next look at um, our lesson before we close it out today. As we continue here on, on the lesson. Um, Jesus made a trip to Samaria and such a one woman whom others might have overlooked as the top choice for an important spiritual assignment. All right? What is the outcast in your community? Systematic racism, systematic discrimination, systematic inequalities, and educated opportunities have created social outcasts. Invite your class participants and others to select examples of these systems. Brainstorm ways to address it nonviolently. Practice or demonstrate one or more of the ways identified and selected. They are still here today. To him, you are somebody special. I don't care who you are. God loves us all. Jesus wants, wants to be your savior, not your secret. <laughs> Jesus wants to be your savior, not your secret. Do you? Do you pray with and for the closest people in your life? Do you unless, uh, do you have unsaved or unchurched friends, neighbors, or co-workers? They need God just like you do. Don't hide your faith. Don't hide your faith. You don't want your faith to be a secret. All right, tell them about it. Share it. Let your life be the best sermon anyone will ever hear. Live with love and let others follow you to Christ. Look at that. All right, now next week's lesson was Sunday, March the 26th, which will be the fourth Sunday, is one with a mental illness. This will be 2 Corinthians 10th chapter, verses 1 through 6. The background scripture is going to be Mark, the 5th chapter, verses 1 through 20, Luke 8, verses 26 through 39, and the print. Passage it will be Mark, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 13, verses 18 through 20. Now, a quick look at the guide for the week. And then we will go to the closing prayer, God willing. Monday, March the 20th, 
Resist the devil. That's Monday now. Resist the devil. James, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 10. Then on Tuesday, March the 21st, the weapons of our warfare. All right? You can see that in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 6. Now on Wednesday, March the 22nd, Lord, remember your people. Lord, remember your people. That'll be Psalm 106, 1 through 7, standard 36 through 41, 47 through 48. Then on Thursday, March the 23rd, take refuge in God. Psalms 34, verses 1 through 15. On Friday, March the 24th, let God enemies be scared. Let God enemies be scattered. Numbers, the 10th chapter, verses 29 through 36. Then Saturday, March the 25th, Jesus sets a demonic free. Jesus sets a demonic free. Mark, the 5th chapter, verses 1 through 13. Then on Sunday, March the 26th, set to be witnesses. Mark, the 5th chapter, verses 14 through 20. Now, our prayer for today. Gracious Father, thank you for calling us from the margins of society, seeing our needs, and accepting us as your adopted children. Help us emulate your unconditional love as we continue implementing your mission of seeking society's outcasts for salvation to demonstrate our gratitude. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Number One Baptist Church, Reverend Oliver is our pastor, and Sister Joyce Hour, our first lady, all of the deacons and all of the urchins and all of the people at Antioch and at Lily Baptist over there in, 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 in uh, Frisco City, on behalf of Reverend Oliver and all of us here at the radio station located in Beatrice at 2316 Avenue here in Beatrice, Alabama, thank you. If you want to comment on the lesson or talk about the lesson in any way, in any part, or give us a, some pointers or whatever, you can contact us at freddychoward at gmail.com. Or you can phone us at 1-251-362-1935. behalf of all of us here, thank you. And continue to worship and pray on those barriers that's here today in 2023, right in Beatrice or wherever you're listening to in the world. To all of you on Facebook and Twitter, wherever you are listening to this, God bless you and thank you. On behalf of all of us here at the radio station, thank you, God bless you, and we'll see you next time, next Sunday, the fourth Sunday, God willing. Take care now. We love y'all. Take care. Beatrice, Alabama. Sit back and relax and enjoy some great gospel music. Coming to you from 231 down south in the big city of Beatrice. The hashtag is H-O-W-C-E-E. Our email address is freddychoward at gmail.com. You can find us all over the internet. All you have to do is type in the hashtag H-O-W-C-E-E. You can email us at freddychoward at gmail.com. Or you can contact us at telephone number 1-251-362-1935. Any of this music that you hear today, you can get it by contacting Daryl J. Jones at 936-222-4006 out there in Crockett, Texas. On behalf of all of us here at House of the Internet Radio, sit back and relax. If I hold out, if I
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.